Hello and welcome back to the Peachy Preacher podcast. It's good to be with you and sooner than I expected. I cannot believe it. This is like probably, I think it's only been about two weeks. That could be a record for me. But I'm excited to jump into this topic and continue on our series. As you guys know, this is the Business of Busy Series 2, so like a part two to a series that I've already done. If you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to the first series, I really encourage you to do so. Uh, So Business of Busy Series 1 was one of the first podcast series I recorded uh, at the beginning of this year, I think. And I just felt that there was so much more to it and it impacted so many people that they were asking questions. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to do this again. So hence we're here again. So sorry about that little spiel, but um, we're up to the second part. So last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, I spoke on the power of no, the power of saying no and the power of like learning what to say yes to, learning what to say no to and being discerning in our choices, in our everyday, in the big and the small things. And it really does leave your life, give your life margin to be able to step into things that you need to. So I've been, as I said, in a position where I've said yes too much. Uh, It was, yeah, it's been a big problem in my life. And I feel that I've finally started to really hone in and pick and choose what I need to say yes and no to. And so, yeah, if you haven't listened, that was the episode just before this one, The Power of No. So this episode today, I've entitled The Power of Process. And this, I'll be honest, is not an easy one to talk about. It's an uncomfortable subject because nobody likes process. (laughs) That's the truth. Like, I think we can learn to enjoy it. I think we can learn to make the most of it but it's not something that we want to talk about. It's not something we want to hear about. It's not really something we want in our life. Process is the nitty gritty of life. Process is the learning. Process is the becoming instead of the, uh, you know, the final result. So it's not that it's not the end result. It's the journey. Process is the journey. And I feel that so much of our life is process and we rush it or we jump ahead of it, or we neglect to realize what we've learned through it. And so I just really want to jump into what process is, how to enjoy process, why it's important to really lean into it. And the reason I can is because I have felt that I have been in process for most of my life. And as someone from a really young age, from a really young age, from probably 12 I I knew what I was called to I had been told I had been given words I had just known deep down uh, which sounds crazy but it's true and I think that I've been in process ever since Uh, obviously there's been things along the way that have stopped or delayed or anything like all, all those things but I feel that as somebody who knew what they were called to do like the process was difficult and um I probably didn't really fully know until I was much older but it definitely was something that really just stirred me deep within from a very young age and I knew what I was called to do and um yeah, so process is something that we don't often talk about. I don't think we talk about it not just in like Christian circles, but I don't think we talk about it at all. We 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 just neglect this this process of becoming something instead of the 
the not the, the destination over the journey. We always talk about the destination. We always talk about making it. We always talk about like what to do when you get there. But it's like, oh my goodness, if you really took a hold of your process of your your journey, I think things would completely change. So I'm going to jump right in because I've, that was way too long an intro. Sorry, guys. But basically, I wrote a poem um, last year, which I think I'll read at the end, uh, called Beauty and Becoming. And it was really just about finding finding the good in the process and finding just things to enjoy about it, how to enjoy it, how to draw everything out of it. And a lot of people also talk about, so I feel like there's many parts to process, but there's one particular part of process that we don't often talk about, and that is the wilderness. That is the part where you're in your journey and things are just not going well. They're not going your way. Everything seems to be against you. They're just those hard seasons in life. Like we talk about them as Christians as the wilderness. It's like the desert. It's where it's the winter where things have fallen away. It doesn't seem like things are going to grow. It doesn't feel like things are going to get better. It's just that wilderness. We've all experienced the wilderness. We've all experienced that point in our journey that is hard to get through and no we don't talk enough about this wilderness we don't talk enough about the fact that when you start a business there are going to be seasons of full-on feasting and there's going to be seasons of famine where things are like difficult there is a hard road that you have to pull yourself to and I feel that this is also the problem with the hustle the hustle mentality and the hustle culture that we find in the world today. It's like, it's all about, oh yeah, if you work hard, you'll get there. It's like, well, yeah, if you work hard, you'll get there. But if you work hard, it will probably break you. If you work hard, you will struggle. If you work hard, like things are going to, trials are going to come your way. And there's not enough spoken of of like, hang on a second, this can be really difficult. This can be a really difficult time. And if you don't have also the right people in your life who are going to lift you up out of those wilderness periods or walk alongside you, then it's a really hard road to be in. And so I wrote this this poem, this beauty and becoming poem. Uh, maybe I'll read it now. I wrote this when I was pretty much in the middle of that becoming, when I was in limbo. And I think that's another thing about process. We can be in wilderness, but we can also be in limbo. When we're not quite at the destination, we've made the beginning, we maybe even passed through a wilderness, but then we're like just before, just before reaching a point that we know we're supposed to be. And it's limbo. It's like not knowing what's ahead, knowing that it's there, but not quite making it. And you've left the wilderness, but you're not quite at the end of, or in, you know, at that destination phase. And it's not an easy part. Limbo and not knowing is so difficult. And so I wrote this in that limbo period. And it's just, if I'm not yet all the things I'm meant to be, then what does it say about me now? Must it always be about a climb? I'm finding gold and silver linings in process beauty in becoming. There are sweet rhythms in slow, uncharted growth. There is rest without the reaching. And so I just like had to just stop thinking about all that was ahead and actually start to enjoy the time that I was in and realize that 
hey, even if I don't make it and become all the things I'm meant to be, like, what does it say about me now if I never get there? You know, and it's just such a a downer on your value and your self-worth when you're always trying to achieve something else, um, but you're not enjoying or appreciating who you are now. And I feel that as Christians, we really need to find our identity and value in God and not in our service unto him, not in what we're doing for him, not in you know, our our ministry, our work, our business, but actually in who he has called us to be and the fact that he loves us regardless and honestly we could do nothing and he would love us the same. And I think that is just a mind-blowing when you grab a hold of who he is and the fact that you are just so loved as a son or a daughter of God without doing anything. It's incredible. And then you work from that place So then it doesn't come from, oh, I need to do this for you. It's like, oh, my gosh, I'm so loved. I can't help but do things for you. I can't help to work. And so that end part where I said there is rest without the reaching, it's like we can work from a place of rest. When you have found your identity in God, there is rest there. It is a safe haven. It is just such a beautiful place. And I feel like the kingdom of God is the only place where you can work and rest simultaneously because Jesus is our rest. God is our rest. And when you work from that place of rest, you you realize you don't actually have to reach. You can keep going just from that place of rest. And there are sweet rhythms, there are beautiful things, there are gold, there is silver lining in the process. And we don't always have to chart our growth. And I that's another thing that I dislike about the hustle culture is like you, you measure everything and it's like, fire out, how many times do you want to tell yourself you've fallen short? Like just appreciate what you're doing now. Just appreciate the everyday. And so it goes against a lot of what we've been fed because we should measure, we should chart growth, we should do all of this. But actually there are sweet rhythms when you don't chart growth. When you continually chart um, what you're doing without actually enjoying the process, you miss the sweet rhythms, you miss the gold, you miss the silver linings. And so when we look at when we look at process, we I, I love looking at Jesus in everything that I do. And, you know, he didn't neglect the process. If anything, his process was longer than any of ours will be. And he did not neglect the wilderness. So we see that when Jesus, before he starts his ministry, he actually goes into the wilderness and he fasts for 40 days. And in those 40 days, it is hectic. It is crazy. I mean, he is being bombarded with lies, being bombarded with like untruths and he continues to endure. And I think that that's the thing we need to continually endure. And I want to talk about a few things of how we continually endure in the wilderness. But he continued to endure and then he stepped into his ministry. But the thing is, and I one thing we often don't think about with Jesus is Jesus knew his calling from I don't know what age, but he knew. He knew he was the Messiah, like what a crazy thing. And he knew that there had to be a perfect timing. There had to be a Kairos time, so a time that is perfect. And he knew that his timing was a long way off. Like he knew his whole life and his ministry didn't start till he was 30. So he just had to 
he knew that he was the Messiah, but he had to work. He had to be part of family. He had to, uh, he was working as a carpenter, a craftsman. And, and you know what I love about Jesus is he enjoyed the journey. He enjoyed being a part of family. He enjoyed like having friends. He enjoyed like those moments where he went away with the father, which is so vital and so important. He enjoyed working and crafting. He, he had to enjoy the journey. Otherwise, man, it would have been a 30-year journey of full-on stress to think about the fact that it was not until 30 years that he would step into his calling. And then his calling didn't last long because he died at 33. Like it's a crazy thing to think about. But he to get through that, he had to enjoy the journey. He had to stay in the process. He had to embrace the process of becoming who he was meant to be and, and he had to wait on the right timing. And I think this is something that I've always gotten so wrong. I am the worst with timing and because I'm such a passionate person, I feel that I have run ahead way too many times. So I've gotten the dream, gotten the call, gotten the whatever it is at the time, and I have run full steam ahead, like to the point where I've run past the right time. And I feel that we really have to seek God on timing. We really have to like really know that what he's called us to, but when he's called us to it. So sometimes we need to slow ourselves down. And I actually often find that in those moments of slowing ourselves down, once you've gotten into that rhythm of being a bit slower, he starts to accelerate because what he wants to see is he wants to see faith. He wants to see trust. He wants to see that you can slow down and allow him to move on your behalf. And so I think timing in process is everything. Timing is just everything. And so I think I would say don't run ahead in the process. Don't do things without, like, wisdom, without counsel. Don't just do things because you're sick of waiting. Like, enjoy the process. Enjoy the journey. And so there's a few practical tips that I have for when you're in that wilderness season or when you're in that limbo season or where you're just in the process you know something is on its way but you're just kind of going through the motions and it's not an easy season and so the first thing I would say to do is to write down what you're learning and I know this is like a bit airy-fairy for some but journaling is so good and it doesn't have to be every day it doesn't even have to be every week I can be really bad at journaling I could be really good at it I can have a whole week of it and then I can not do it for three months but um, I would say write down what is happening in those moments my poems that I write were totally born out of difficult seasons and oftentimes they weren't how I felt at the time. So I would just write and then I'd realise later that I didn't even feel those things, that it was almost prophetic. The words that came out were almost prophetic. They were me speaking of what could be. Like another one is remind yourself you're good enough even though your list is unchecked and your goals seem unmet. Vision board success is fleeting. Your goodness isn't measured by your doing but by your being and what's beating in your chest. And I feel like when I wrote that, I didn't fully believe it, but just declare it anyway. Remind yourself anyway. Say, I'm good enough. Even though my list is unchecked and my goals seem totally unmet, it's like remind yourself. And so just write down what you're going through. Even if you are struggling to write, even if you write three words like I am struggling or I don't know what's ahead, just start somewhere. And I feel that writing and getting things out of your heart really does help with the process. 
one thing that it is so good for is that when you look back on this, you will see how far you've come. You will see what you learnt. You will remember what you learnt. And I think like my poems, which were like my journaling, which were my journaling actually, my poems, when I look back, I really just get it. I get insight into where I was at and I get insight into what to do next. I learn. And so write down what's going on, journal, write what's in your heart, pour it out. You know, the longer we keep things in the dark, I think I've said it before, the longer we keep things in the dark and the more we keep things in the dark, you know, God can't use them and he can't work with it. And we will. It, the longer it's in the dark, the longer it will hurt and affect you. So bring everything out to the light. And writing is a way of bringing things into the light and just really declaring like there is power in our declaration and there are power in our words, whether it's spoken or written. The second thing I want to talk about is quickly is gratefulness. And so we've heard this and it's a real, I guess, buzzword, but Practicing gratefulness is actually so good. And so I got a little grateful journal where I think it was from um, the Blacklist store. I don't know if you can still get it, but I would write, I think every single day is one thing that I was grateful for. And just being able to focus on the things that you have rather than the have nots is just a vital part of being able to get through a wilderness season, a vital part of being able to get through a limbo season. Like, simple things. I have a roof over my head. My children are happy and healthy. I am, you know, um, I'm thankful that I woke up today. Like it could be something like that. I'm thankful for the meal I just ate, like whatever. Practicing gratefulness and really starting to like take hold of what you have instead of what you don't have is very, very, very powerful. You know, in the Bible, it says, give thanks in all circumstances. And I think that that's no like coincidence, like give thanks in all circumstances, because there are times where you're going to need to remind yourself what you're thankful for, what is good in your life. And so it might start with simple things like I already mentioned, like the meal you eat, the roof of your head, but then you'll go deeper and you'll start to go, whoa, I am so thankful for what I learned. Whoa, I'm so thankful for who I am in you, God. Like they will start to grow deeper. But if you don't start somewhere, you'll get nowhere. So start somewhere. So write things down, pour out your heart or speak it or video yourself, whatever is easy for you. Even draw if writing is not your thing. Draw about your season and then practice gratefulness. Really, really think about why we're thankful and and do it at the end of your day. I find that um, doing it in the morning is great, uh, but at the end of your day when you're tired, when you're anxious sometimes, when you can't sleep, when it's been a hard day, that's the perfect time to remind yourself and then drift off into sleep because Ending your day in gratefulness is so powerful. Then the third one is just to reflect on the good. And so reflect on the fact that there are good things ahead. So I've talked about gratefulness, but this is a little bit different because reflecting will will show you what is ahead for you. And I just want to say that you may be in a wilderness, you may be in a difficult season, but there are good things ahead. God's plans are to prosper you. God's plans are to give you a hope and a future. And hope is so important. And so reflecting on what is good is really holding on 
to hope. When I was in a super dark season, when I was in a season where I was really depressed, really down in the dumps, I've spoken a little bit about my mental health journey, but I mean, this was bad. I wrote a poem and I wrote about the fact that I was struggling, that I felt like I was sinking. And then at the end I wrote, but hope is a boat on the horizon. And for some reason, the one thing that got me through is that I could always see that boat. I could always see it. And there was just that glimmer of hope. And honestly, that's all I needed to hold on. And so I want to tell you today, if you are in a struggle, if you may be battling mental health, um, depression or anxiety or anything like that, there is always hope. And so look ahead and just fix your eyes on that glimmer. If that is all you have, fix your eyes on it. Reflect on the, the good things. You know, the Bible says that hope is the anchor for our soul, sure and steadfast. And I love that because what does an anchor do? Like we, it, it pulls, uh, it keeps the boat in place. So it keeps the boat from sailing off in different directions. And so in that season where you're likely to sail off in different directions, where you have no direction, when you're just floating and not sure what's going on, hope keeps you grounded. So drop that anchor of hope and just remain fixed on it. Because I can assure you that God's promises are for you are good, that his plans for you to prosper. So if hope is all you have. If there is one tiny little glimmer, then hold on to that. And I promise you will get through it. And that is one thing that definitely got me through my wilderness is one great one, one writing things down, two gratefulness, and three, holding on to hope. And when you actually get a revelation of the fact that hope is an anchor, it it honestly changes everything. So I like to keep these recordings under 25 minutes, so I'm going to wrap this one up. But I really hope that this has spoken to you. I just, if you're in the process, I just pray God would bless you. He would just really be alongside you and just lean into him. Hey, like stop and take the time out to just pray and just receive from him. Uh, wilderness is is hard, uh, but it's harder when you do it alone. And so get alongside people, get alongside God and just really lean into to what he's doing. You will find that there is beauty in becoming. You will find that there is a process and that you, even though you're in limbo, can enjoy the journey. I'm still in limbo. I, I'm waiting on something that God has given me and it's just ahead and I can see it, but I'm just waiting and I'm getting frustrated some days, but I have to just enjoy the journey, enjoy my children, enjoy my family and, and take heed of what I'm learning in this season because what I'm learning in this season will be what I take in the next and it will build me and form me. And so I will be able to do the next season well. And that is important. We want to do the journey well. And so anyway, love you guys. I hope you enjoyed this. I hope it spoke to your heart. And I will speak to you hopefully next week. I'm hoping to do this weekly now um, on the power of presence, um, which really does stream off from this quite well. So love you guys. And I will see you or speak to you soon. Bye.